Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with The Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like we see on every episode, we got a dealer coming on. She's an actress. She's doing some great things out there. She's on CW, so you might recognize her. Oh, yes. Um, so we're definitely excited to see where this goes and talk a little bit about acting, a little bit of her story. And for those of you that's missed us, we've been out for a week. We've been sick, but we're yes. back in action now. We kind yes. of got... If interview withdrawals here, we're like, yes. okay, we got to do this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but Adila, yeah. welcome to the show. Yes, welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> it's definitely our pleasure. Yes. So I, I always like to start out the show the same way, um, at least for now. I mean, one day I won't have to start it out this way. But how <laughs> has COVID affected you? And what have you done to kind of maneuver through this crazy new maze we have? Oh, my word. I mean, I feel like everyone else, I, you know, I'd be lying if I said I didn't go through all the crazy feelings that we've all been going through. It's like one day you're okay, and then the next day you're down in the dumps, and then the next day you just don't even know how to feel or how to cope because normality is not what we're used to anymore. And I, yeah. It's been good. And, you know, like I've been so fortunate that I've been working. So it's kind of be been keeping me busy in that sense. And so your mind doesn't like, you know, run and go off the roof. But yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I think I've just learned, honestly, to take it day by day, whereas before I was never doing that. And, <laughs> you know, that like you just don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and to not take things for granted. And it's really taught me to be really flipping grateful for everything, especially family that I have in our health. And I think that's been helping me cope and get through things that like we're right. OK. We got a roof over our head. We can put food on the table and that's all you can ask for. That's so fortunate already enough. So I don't know. I feel like I, I have to tell myself like this too shall pass all the time. <laughs> yeah. That's just like with us, you know, we started the show January, 2020, a mm -hmm. um, couple months before COVID happened. Yes. And our original plan was like, you know, a hundred interviews and we thought we'd be pushing it to do like, that for the first wow, year. That would be a lot. Can we pull that many off? And then COVID happens. And I told mm -hmm. Sandy, you know, this could be um, a blessing in disguise for us because as the entertainment world slows down, they're going to need a place to talk yeah. and we're going to give it to them. Yeah. And because of that, we've been able to do over 300 interviews last year. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Oh, congratulations. And thank you for providing this platform for, for us. Honestly, you know, sometimes it's so hard for us cuckoo bananas to get out of our head and do something positive. Mm -hmm. So thank you for taking the silver lining and, and doing that out of all of this. And you know, what's funny is usually we're yeah. live on Facebook, but I see that we're not, but I can, I'll be premiering it on Facebook, I guess. This interview. Yeah, that's for some reason. Facebook, <laughs> I've seen up right I'm now. Sitting like, I'm like, why is it? It's like pink yeah. up there. And I'm like, why is it doing that? And, and I'm like, oh, well, you know. Let's still get it on Facebook. So I'll download it and premiere it on Facebook. Which, oh, yeah. Which, which premiering makes about the same difference as live. The only difference is it people does. can't communicate. Because sometimes we do have a few people that ask questions in the thing, which is pretty cool when that happens. <laughs> Yeah, that's the best. I love that that interaction. It just brings us closer together, you know. Yeah. Absolutely, oh, man. So you know, a lot of people would ask, um, "When did you know you wanted to act?" But I like to go deeper than that. When did it click that that could be a career for you? Oh man, you know, I feel like it clicked 
more so, I, I always knew I wanted to do this. I mean, I was that kid who would like put on those fake talent shows for my parents and, uh, yes. <laughs> you know, make them watch me. I'd be like, no, uh, put that flashlight on me. I need the spotlights, <laughs> which I mean, probably frustrated them quite a bit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, but I think I knew... You know, I think it was early on, like more junior high, high school. And then when I moved back to Toronto, because I actually left right after to go there to pursue theater um, in university. Uh, and that's when I was kind of like, I guess like this is possible. You can, mm. you can do this professionally and pay your rent. Because that, before that, I just lived in that French vanilla fantasy, but also as a kid, right? Like we're so grateful that our my parents took care of me and I didn't have to worry like so many other people do. So mm. you were allowed to live in that and you didn't have to <laughs> about how to pay your bills. And so yeah. I always thought I was gonna be able to do it. And then it's not until you get out on your own where you're like, oh, it's not as easy as I thought it was. <laughs> exactly. How to work yeah. five jobs like everyone else. <laughs> and, um, and as you see, we're live on YouTube, just not Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. I was like, that's working. <laughs> YouTube part's working with the Facebook not, but you know what, not a big deal. We roll with it. Now, that's one thing we've learned with this show. You know, when you know we've done over three hundred and fifty interviews now, and not everything goes perfect. Right when technology <laughs> issues happen, you yeah. have to roll with it. You know, I remember we brought on Allie Brook as our very first video one. Yes, because oh, because we used to do only um, audio, mm -hmm. and I remember telling, I was like, I want if when we switch to video, I want it to be a big person. Yeah. And then Allie Brook happened to be that. Well, like, oh, yes, it's Allie Brook. And, and you know, we'd never done the video part. Mm -hmm. So that was a big mistake because yeah. we get halfway through the video and it's like, it's like breaking up. It's yeah, freezing, bad, oh, freezing bad and all that. And, and, you know, you could see my green screen, which now it's a brick thing. So and yeah. I had up here, I think, where you see a little gap. And so yeah. I'm, so we've learned a lot. And I was half off the screen. And so, so our very first one was Allie. And I was like, in the middle yeah. of it, I was like, okay, I'm not sure if this was, we should have. Um, had, had some friends of ours that were our artists and stuff that could come on and then we could play with it and see but nope we had to go okay. all in and boy did we learn a lesson but I think that's what like is why you're so successful because you just you just like stick it to it you know go big go home <laughs> that's it that's what we're doing. funny you say that because um, Sandy and I we met February 2nd of 02 back uh, um on online when it was taboo yes oh, no. of course now it's not yeah but, but we we were in diff different states but we met february 2nd we talked on the phone for the first time february 4th we set a wedding date february 18th and we met in person march 4th so yeah. we were meeting in person to see who we were going to marry we were that crazy <laughs> and here we are married over 18 sure. years yes and doing so, an incredible yeah. thing together. Like that is the wildest. That's so awesome. So when, when you made that comment about jumping all in, everything that's we've funny. done, we've jumped. Yeah. Like we just made another big jump all in. We're planning on moving to Nashville. And, and I thought of this crazy idea. I was like, you know what? How are we going to get the business side community? Because music side, they know us up there and all that. But I want to kind of make a move into the business community. So we decided... Mm -hmm. 
you know, everybody does these 40 under 40 events, 30 right. under 30 events. It's like, well, our of those. what about our generation? Yeah. You know, the over 40. So we're going to do the first ever 40 over 40 charity event in Nashville. Never done anything like this. Already Never got some nonprofits on board. Mm -hmm. But again, it's one of them things that's going to be end of the year. And we just said, you know what? Let's just do it. We make yeah. the announcement and we'll figure it out on the way. Oh, I love that. Congratulations. And that's the thing, right? Listen, it's always going to be a no, like if you don't ask, so you never, you have nothing to lose ever. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I guess he was talking about that. I guess they were talking about our leap of faith. Our marriage. marriage. <laughs> right. We get it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, but it worked out. Listen, it's fine. This leap of faith worked out beautifully. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to do it. I mean, if, if any, if we've learned anything from this past year, I feel like you can't, that's, you can't take anything for granted and you got to just go for it. Cause you never know what's going to come tomorrow. Like you so don't know anymore. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so, so as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of like a Brad Pitt, the glory of like a Blake Shelton, of a Miranda, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it gets, not just at their level, but even a career level within the entertainment um, yeah. industry. And I always want to talk about this side of it because I think everybody sugarcoats this side of it, oh, but I don't want to sugarcoat it. I've always said on our show, we're going to, we're going to talk about deep issues and, and mm -hmm. all that. And I want to tell a quick story that will help guide us where I want this to go. And this is a music story, but it still, I yeah. think, is perfect for uh, being an actress, too. Yeah. But we interviewed Allison Steele uh, back in 2014, and her and her daughter did a group called Two Steel Girls. And I remember asking Allison what advice she'd given up and coming artists. I'll never forget what she said. She said, this may sound funny coming from someone full time, but if you can see yourself doing something else, Go do that and just keep this as a hobby. She goes, because the moment you want it to be a career, everything changes. Your life changes. She goes, you no longer own your own life. Everybody around you owns kind of a piece of you from that point on. She goes, your friends and relatives never understand because they invite you to weddings, to cookouts, to weekends, to holidays. But when you're in that grind mode, you have to say no to anything that has that doesn't have to do with your career and yes to everything that does have your career. So you just don't have the same time that you would in any other industry, a nine to five type industry. Yeah. So then your family has to sacrifice because they kind of kick you out the door and say, okay, I'll share you with the world and be happy about it. And they might not be happy about it, but they have to at least try to be happy about it. Mm -hmm. You know, but then she added, but if you cannot see yourself doing anything else, then go all in. Because the only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? Let's talk about that side of it. Oh, she's like on the money. 800%. I mean, and that's it. It's like, it's it ain't for the faint at heart. That's for sure. And I feel like you always have to wear Teflon because you always have to like let things just slide off and bounce right off you. Because there's no, there's no clear trajectory in the arts at yeah. all. And like, let's be real. So much of it, I, and I would say more than 50%, like maybe 70% of it is right time, right place, and luck. And I hate mm -hmm. that because, like, for so many of us, it's never about your merit. It's never about the work ethic showing. It's never about, you know. Because there's so many people doing it. There's so yeah. many people doing it. It's so saturated. And she's right. I mean, if you can see yourself doing something else, you you got to, even if it's a test, like, you got to give that a go just to make sure that this is or isn't what you want. because. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly what she said. You can't go to weddings. You can't do 
there for your family and friends. And that becomes such a detriment on relationships too. And so many relationships don't work out because it's hard. And then if you slow your trajectory, you never know when you're going to get that again. If you're yep, up, yes. or, you know, that energy is rolling and you're kind of snowing. Because once you have the momentum, if yeah. you back away, you may never get it again. It. Exactly. And it could take years because, and there's no rhyme or reason as to why, but it could take years because mm -hmm. like you said, there's so many people in it and there's always someone waiting for your role. Like there's always right. somebody behind you knocking at the door who has put this first. And, and that's like, I feel like that's what lends to all of these mental, uh, mental health issues within our mm -hmm. because you, the pressure is really on and there's never a moment for you to really just check in and breathe because someone is chasing you. And then that anxiety gets the best of you. And then, you know, we're never really taught like in theater school or in acting classes, how to cope spiritually. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so you look to the easiest fixes and the instant gratifications. Right. And, yeah. and, right. and that's when it becomes so cyclical, but so she's right. Like, Listen, my past relationship ended because I chose this career uh, instead, and and it was so hard. And it's and like I am, I'm like proof of that 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 happens, and those are the ebbs and flows and the things you have to go through. But I still chose it because I didn't, I couldn't see myself doing anything else. And even then, I'm still not where I want to be. <laughs> and, and you know, you talking about the timing thing. That's like what you know. Yeah. We launched this show, like I told you before COVID. Yeah. We had no idea COVID was coming. No. We had no idea that when it came, it would catapult our show to a new yeah. level because yeah. all of a no sudden, idea. you know, because before the show, we, um, I wasn't reaching out to your like Randy Travis's type people. Right. I was reaching out right. to all the smaller artists to get going. Yeah. And then all of a sudden when COVID happened, I was like, you know what? We're reaching out to everybody. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe yeah. bigger artists know. yeah. that would normally not come on a new show might actually say yes and then we and because of that we've had randy travis sarah evans um the legendary actor ed asner oh yes That's and you know what's yeah. funny about ed we kind of accidentally got him mm -hmm. um we reached out to the agent of eric Braden, who played yes. victor newman we thought it'd be really cool to have the victor newman yes I mean, I love we still may get point. him hopefully one hopefully, day yeah. um you're we don't get him you're gonna get him but the I agent in the restless, you're gonna get Victor Newman because I'm gonna play his long lost daughter from. <laughs> and, but his agent says, "Well, I can't get him yet, but yeah. I got Ed Asner. I'd like to put on your show." And we were like, "Wow, Ed Asner!" <laughs> so that's where that came from. And and we're still and we're supposed to be getting since you're our young and restless fan, we're supposed to yes. be getting um, Melissa Ordway who plays Abby Newman. Yes, and her husband. And her husband. We're still waiting on the answer on that one, right. but they said they'd agree. Her and her husband already agreed. They were just kind of now trying to pin down a date for down the road. Yes. Wild. <laughs> so Wild. we're super excited about that. So, but that's it, right? It's like you just don't know. And you're a testament to like right time, right place, but making sure you still have the drive to get the work done. And that's the other part of it. Now, if we didn't do the work, then we wouldn't yeah, be here. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it takes the work. The, the, that, and it's funny because for our 18 years of marriage, we worked on our marriage, but we didn't really work outside the marriage much because we always been a 24 seven couple. Yeah. So it was like, we would try this and try that and try this and try that. And it fail and this had fail. And for the first time, I think in our marriage, we really put everything into something. And now all of a sudden 
things are like blossoming and we're just yeah, sitting here like, okay, like, this is, well, let's go all in. And, and, yeah. and, and now we, it's funny. When we first started, we wanted to be like a Ty Bentley, Bobby Bones show. Now we want to be like a Kelly Clarkson show on TV. <laughs> Maybe someday. <laughs> I think it's going to happen. Listen, you, it's, you're on that ride. It's, it's almost there. Look at how you're getting on your show. It's so awesome. It's, and then um, Monday we've got um, Damon Sharp coming on Damn. he's one of the one he's one of the big songwriters um in the pop pop music world yes that is awesome you guys you guys you guys love music huh oh we do yeah. she's Especially the reason we started me, the show I'm a huge music lover because yeah. all my life pretty much because that's oh, funny what had happened was um is i've always been this motivational speaker i always wanted to be a motivational speaker yeah and she always wanted to be music so when we married the problem was, what do we listen to in the car? So we kind of had to compromise 50% of my stuff, 50% of her stuff. And through the years, I've seen how much music meant to her. And, and we launched a little crazy show called the called New um, New Country Buzz web, yeah, a website where we honored up and coming country artists. And then that grew to something. We eventually interviewed Kelsey Ballerini before everybody knew who she was, which was pretty cool. It was. Then, yes. we, then we shut it down because it was just so much work back in 2014, 15 era. We didn't have like this stream yard that we're using now and mm -hmm. stuff like yeah. that. I had to transcribe everything out. So yeah. then we get to this point where we relaunch and we are here and it started because of her love of music. And I'm yes. like, you know what? We get the best of both worlds. I get the talk and she gets her music fixed. It's so it's true, right? Look at that so That's how you make it work. <laughs> so oh, what are some great, we've talked about some great things on us. What are some yeah. great things that's happened to you? And let's start with yes. the CW. Yes. I mean, I feel like this, this show, Nancy Drew has been such a blessing for me um, coming out of the pandemic. Cause we, we basically, it was such a whirlwind because um, things started opening back up here in Canada in probably July, 2020 in terms of like, our industry and film and TV stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And which was wonderful. Cause it just created, like we all have been seeing internationally, just at least there's more jobs, you know, for everyone yeah. here, which yeah. is really great. Um, and, and, you know, it was, it was a pretty long process and mainly because like everything was getting pushed because all these COVID safety measures had to be put in place. So nobody really knew what was happening. And then I got the call and this role happened. And honestly, it's just been, so wonderful. I mean, I grew up reading all the Nancy Drew books, the Hardy Boys, oh. and the Bobsy Twins, because my mom has so many of them, like the old school hardcover. Oh, yeah. Printed on the hardcover. And then you know how they fade over time a little right. bit? Mm -hmm. Um, And so in that sense, personally, it's been such a dream come true, because I never thought I'd be able to see someone like me portray a character in in that, like, fictional world, you know, oh, right. it's already uh -huh. and the source material is already there. And so being able to be on the show as like a South Asian woman representing one half of the Bobsy twins has been truly such an incredible win for, I think all of us, but to just show that like different energies and people can recreate characters we all love and give our own spin to it, but still keep, you know, keep the, that original aura of that person alive. So right. it's been, uh -huh. It's been quite special, and and I get to play with um, Akila, who is who plays Gil, but we're actually from Calgary, so we're from the same hometown, which I feel oh, wow. right. So it's been yeah. so wild. Look at the odds of that, right? 
yeah like so I can't I can't ask for anything more. That that's kind of like you know all the people from Brittany to Christina on them that was on the Mickey Mouse Club. Oh yeah, yes. remember? Just and, then, and they, they were, were all like, on it, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, they're all yes. the pop stars. Yeah, in, in, back in our Amazing. our day. You know, and, and, mm -hmm. it's, too. <laughs> and it's and it's crazy, you know mm -hmm. that that you know you get close to people and then you watch growth, and then all of a sudden you're growing with them and you're right there with them. You're right yeah. there with them, and it's so nice to have that squad, you know. Like, mm -hmm. it's just, it feels, and like we were saying before, like, it gets to be so lonely because you can't, you got to choose this all the time. Someone's always got a hand in your pot. You know, they're always scheduling you. You never have a say. You can't go to your sister's wedding or your friend's wedding. And then those even friendships drift away because they feel like you're not prioritizing them. So to have someone yeah. in the yeah. industry that you can really, that you click with genuinely to help lift you because we need it. Like, oh my gosh, you that's know. That's why people marry people that's, in the industry a lot of times. That's right. That's right. Because, you know, what spouse would understand? I mean, you know, you know, like, you know, a lot of the big country artists, if you notice, when they get yeah. divorced, they end up remarrying someone within the industry. And, and it's because it's so, it's such a tough industry. It is. You know, you know, even though we're, we get to do this together, we don't have to travel, which we do want to do the Chris and Sandy show tour one day where we go interview Someday. city so, to city. Yeah. Um, RV tour. But, and and we'd have our whole family with us. Yeah. But, you know, but at the same time, it's different with us than like a regular artist because until they get big. Now, granted, when once you're at the Blake Shelton level, if you got a family, they, they can come with you. They can go with But you. the rising artists, they really sacrifice because they have to be on that road 300 days a year and they and they just don't have the money to bring family with them. That's exactly it. There's no stability in that either, right? And then it's yeah. just, yeah, no, you're you're so right. Although, gotta say, I love Blake Shelton, so. <laughs> oh, we do. Yeah, I brought him up several times. Already. Oh, yes. We're yeah. We still try yeah. to get him eventually on this show. Someday. <laughs> I feel like it'll happen. <laughs> yeah, we'll take that we'll take that. <laughs> yeah oh, you gotta let, i will be on that live stream just like plopping all those questions for you to ask for me <laughs> yeah, we'd have a probably a bunch on our own Ooh, yes. and we think you know with us doing this show you know a lot of times you've got people who work for radio stations um who do interviews nothing wrong with them they're great people oh yeah we, we got a, awesome. i got some great friends who work for radio yeah. But they don't have to, they're not like an artist where they don't know where the next dollar is coming from. They not, you know, they get that salary. We don't know where the next dollar is coming we from. We do. It's we're, our job, just like artists. We're chasing yeah. the same dream that you and, and artists and other actors and actresses are all chasing just different level because we want to be the Bobby Bones and the high families out there. So we feel like sometimes we can, you know, really emphasize with the guests come on our show because you know we you know they want to be here we want to be here yeah. uh, and we're all chasing that same crazy dream to oh, move up the ladder it's true we're all on the same page really at this point it's so relatable which is so lovely and why it's so awesome talking to you guys because you get it you're doing the same yeah. thing yeah. And like like I remember um you, you watch a lot of interviews with, with like Blake Shelton and the other big artists and and there's always that one question that almost every journalist asks. It's, it's, it's oh, a given. Yes. Whether it's singers, uh, whether actors, singers, actors it don't matter. If music didn't work, what would you yeah. be doing? And you and the answer is almost always the same. Yeah. I didn't have a plan B. This was yeah. it. 
This, you know, I would just be a broke musician. And, and the hosts are always like, you didn't have a backup plan. And I'm sitting there like, no, they didn't because a backup plan becomes your main plan when things get tough. Exactly. And then that's it. All that work and heart you put in it, it's gone. You're right. And it's exactly what we were saying before. Like if you, if you see yourself doing something else, you shouldn't be doing this for sure. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, 2020 probably was a year, a gut check year for a lot of people because they probably felt like acting or a musician was what they really wanted. But yeah. 2020 proved what they really do because a lot of, and again, for people to have to go back to regular jobs, I'm not saying that 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 they don't have they you know you got to do what you got to do to keep your yeah, family afloat. Oh, yeah. But I've yeah. seen several people basically say, you know what, they're walking away for a while. Yeah, and that tells me it wasn't in them as much as they thought. You know, because yeah. again, if if you have to go back and get a regular job, you do that, and then you still do the music in the evenings so that you can then grow from there and rebuild. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it's funny, like we, and then you think about it, right? Like it's inevitable, like you know to not to not have your head go there because it is something that you can control per se but you're right like you're you know it's funny i um within the pandemic i was like oh my word like what are we gonna do and so i started i was like i need to make a resume a traditional resume and i didn't even i don't even know how to do that anymore <laughs> what did you put on here and at that moment i knew yes. i can't this is, there's, I can't do anything else. There's nothing else I want to do. It took me like six hours to get a general outline, which could take someone 30 minutes. And I'm like, what skill set do I have? I can't, I don't know if I can file papers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I can do is talk, so. That's it. That's exactly it. I was like, That's remember right. my lines? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> like, this isn't going to work out. I don't know. I'm just going to be a broke artist. That's exactly how I felt. <laughs> and you know, you, you do what you got to do, but it's yeah. definitely a crazy time. Okay. What are a few other moments where you look back on your career and you're like, wow, I got to do that or I got to play that part? Ooh. Hmm. I feel like there, there are quite a few um you know one was actually really really cool and became really special it was when i got to play marta kirkpatrick in um the sundance tv cbc series unspeakable so hmm. and i really loved it because we were able to bring life canadian history and i thought like i was such a history buff i loved i was a dork i loved school it's fine <laughs> right. it's too. oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, here. <laughs> right? it was like my safe zone, right? I, you know, yeah. So we, um, I thought I knew about all of these big points in Canadian history. I prized myself mm. on it, and I had no idea. And so that it was just so wonderful to kind of be checked, and like you know, my ego was definitely checked and put in place, but really learn about how significant um, the. So basically, it's about um, the blood transfusion epidemic that happened in Canada in the seventies where the blood was wow. tainted and wow. Wow. so many people got HIV and AIDS because they needed transfusions for being hemophiliacs. And so it was wow. about this huge epidemic that happened. And our showrunner, um, uh, Robert C. Cooper also had very a personal attachment to, to that and, and mm -hmm. had gone through everything that had happened. So it was just such an honor to bring that to life because 
because it's a part of our Canadian history that so many people forget that have impacted so many of us, especially within our industry, you know, yeah. like it, it. And so that was a really, really special one because you get to wow. like be a part of who you are. I, I'm always, yeah. Thinking, yeah. what are you? And I, I'm like, I'm Canadian, you know? So that was a wild, that was a really, really lovely experience. Now, as you know, a lot of people, they see you as the front person. They see the artist as the front person, but they don't see the teams behind the people. And in my opinion, our opinion, yeah. they don't get the love they deserve. No, they, On our show, they do. So if you want to yeah. take a few moments, just tell us about the team that helps you. Be oh, more. my gosh. Listen, like we wouldn't be able to do without me. First and foremost, the crews on every show I've been on, we've all been on, like they work the hardest. And none of these shows would be possible without them. Like they're the first ones in, the last ones out. They're always on their feet. Their jobs are thankless. Their bodies are hurting. And yet they're always doing it with like a smile on their face. And us actors, we're so spoiled. We do our scenes and then we get to go sit down. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's hard work, but like we're taken care of, you know, like, yeah, all know I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but <laughs> You know the crew, and then I and then I think the producers do so much, especially the line producers who I feel like never get thanked enough because they're always the ones doing all the scheduling and handling, like managing like all that location stuff, putting everything together, picking up the phone, making calls, never taking no for an answer, have eight million things going on, can't have a life. At least we get to go home and you know you know, have a tea with our family, even though it's like the far, the times are far and few between, but they never do. And I think they're never thanked. And and then you go on to like the writers, they're always, they're like us, their work's they're always getting rejected. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, and, and agents, I feel like agents don't get as much thanks as they should because they are literally the ones pitching you for everything and, and working so hard to get you in the room. And uh, you're right, like, I everyone behind the scenes I feel like puts in so much more time but I would say gosh the crew I feel like the crew deserves the world of like round of applauses because they just work the hard darndest they work the hardest and without them like you wouldn't be seeing anything pretty on screen true mm -hmm, that's true and, and you know speaking of teams we have a third co-host our nine-year-old we let yeah. come on ask a couple yeah, questions Christopher. she's gonna go get him and we've got a We've got a two-year-old daughter that when she gets older, we'll be plugging her into the show too. Oh, I love that! What's her? The, we're gonna see, we're gonna hang out with Christopher. And what's your daughter's name? Caitlin. Caitlin. Yeah, oh, she's a, she's a, taking a nap right now. <laughs> yeah, it is. Nap, it's nap time. What time zone are you all in? Eastern. Eastern. Yeah. Okay. So it is definitely nap time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, yeah, little Chris loves this part. Oh, I'm so. Hey, bud, what's happening? Hi, Adina. So, what's your favorite food? My favorite food? Ooh. Um, okay, I love, I love nachos. You know, nachos and pasta. Mm. <laughs> yeah, can you relate? They're my favorite. Like, wow. I want a big bowl of spaghetti and meatballs all the time. Yes, I, and I love those too. Yes! I'm so what's your favorite, though? My favorite is pizza. Yes, I love pizza. Do you have a favorite kind of pizza? Do you have favorite toppings? Uh, yes, so a pepperoni and sausage. You and me are going to be best friends. 
<laughs> and we had we had pizza last night, matter of fact. Oh, we did. I did too, actually. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wait, Chris, I have a question for you. Do you think that it is okay to put pineapple on pizza or not? Hmm. Ooh, tough. He's never tried it. Tough. He's never tried. You think you would like it? Yeah. Oh, he would love it. He would. Oh. He loves pineapple. Because he loves pineapple, he loves pizza. Yeah. I mean, he's not picky at all. It's my favorite. I love it. Wow. <laughs> I know. It's kind of weird, but. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your favorite TV show? Ooh, my first TV show. Or your favorite TV show. Oh, favorite TV show. Hmm. Oh, my word. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, you know what I'm really liking right now? I feel like I have so many. But right now, I just got into Young Sheldon. Oh, hey, hey, that, that show came on Nick. Yeah, we watch that. Well, he watches that all the, every day. I yes. love it. Yes, and that, that comes on in the morning. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I watch it Saturday mornings, too, and I love it. Do you like it? Is it? What's your favorite TV show? SpongeBob. Oh, I love SpongeBob. SpongeBob SquarePants is awesome. Yeah. And you know what's been pretty cool yeah. is... Because you know he's he loves a lot of the shows on Nickelodeon. We've been able to bring on quite a bit of people that he watches on there on our show. We've had several people from Side Hustle come on, and um, we had the Josh from the Blues Clues come on. What? So so you know people that he see it's cr crazy because you know when you look at it out there, a lot of kids they watch TV or they hear the radio, yeah. and they just dream of the day of meeting them, yeah. and it's just his everyday experience. I even love though it's that. been. A, even though it's through virtual, but hey, he still gets to meet him. You still get to meet him, and you get to like chat with him and ask him questions. That is so rad. That's just normal but to him. <laughs> this is your everyday life because you are a superstar. So, yes, yeah, yeah, but he can always be superstar. Yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, you are. That is the right answer. <laughs> Good oh, job. Awesome. Hi, James. <laughs> it was nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're definitely friends. I love watching SpongeBob. One of my <laughs> We've seen like every episode, I think. Over and over. Many and over. times. Yeah. Are they still making new ones? Are they, they are. Yeah. Wow. So they've been going for a while. Yeah, I think like one of the, 20 years. One yeah. of the oldest cartoons, I think, as, it, as yeah, it's that's still running. It's yeah. still running. That's still running. That's wild. That's awesome because The Simpsons is kind of up there, I think, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, back in been, yeah since I, like the late 80s or something. Yeah. Like, yeah wow. I mean, <laughs> that's another testament to that. Like, how cool. Yes. How cool. So what's been your hardest role to play? Hardest role? Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, you're stumping me. The hardest role to play, I think, would probably be okay. So, probably any musical theater role that uh, I've had to do because I may or may not lie and say that I may am a triple threat. I'm not. Okay, I'm not. I can carry a tune. I don't know how I get cast in musicals sometimes. <laughs> I think I just pick like songs that show my like very basic range. And then when you get cast in the part and have to learn it and all the dances, I can't dance. I, I can't dance. I can step. I'm from Calgary. <laughs> 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 
It's true. And somehow I just, I get past those dance calls and then, and I gotta say, like, I am so glad I haven't been fired from any musical that I've been a part of because I, 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 I bomb those things where they have to basically kind of like make things very basic for me. Um, (laughs) And I don't have a very good range. I can only like belt one note. And so they, I literally am so scared every time I have to perform, I, the fear of life gets in me. They're the hardest things to do. Musical theater actors are simply just such athletes. I have to say. Oh, yes. Like, it's wild. People don't think that they are, but, like, you have to be able to do so many things, and it takes so much athleticism and skill and work. And so I know it's, like, kind of a basic answer, but, like, any musical theater production I've done, because I can't hit high notes, and I've had to, like, just pray to the Almighty above to help me out those nights. (laughs) I think goodness sometimes he has and most times I've failed yeah. and then I had to recover and then I'm sweating through my costume and then like you can see it through the lights and there's never any time to change and then I'm so sweaty that I slip in my dance shoes <laughs> oh not good <laughs> so speaking of that what's been one of your most embarrassing moments oh yes okay so this was just before I, um, I mean, I have slipped off stage stuff because I've twirled one too many times and I've gotten so dizzy because again, I can't dance. But this one is fun. I was getting ready. So at the University of Toronto theater program, like every theater program we do, um, you know, like showcases and stuff like that, where you, where you can show off your work. And at that time, uh, Ryan Gosling and, um, um 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 notebook why am i forgetting her name oh rachel mcadams Adams, duh we're <laughs> ryan and rachel mcadams were dating and this yeah. is ryan gosling was still on breaker high i don't know if you remember that show. yeah yeah i kind of remember that one it was like university on a boat so rachel yeah. mcadams sister's boyfriend was in our theater program so they had come to oh, wow. us I had stepped out backstage just because I wanted to grab a program, you know, for keepsake. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, I look up and it's Ryan Reynolds. I mean, Ryan Gosling. Oh, wow. And I just blanked out. <laughs> go to him. And I'm like, I love and And like, you know, when you come off backstage, you're always going downstairs to get into the foyer. So I was at the tip of the oh, stairs just leaning over to get mm-hmm. a pamphlet for the show. And yeah. I see him coming up the stairs and I'm like, oh my God, I love Breaker High. And all of a sudden I <laughs> and I fall and I tumble <laughs> down the stairs oh, no. to his feet <laughs> while having to look up at him. And just, it was the most embarrassing moment of my life. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, that's crazy. Wow. It's so bad. I've ne- I'm still not over it. Like, I sw- I'm sweating right now thinking about it. <laughs> so, maybe not. That was, you know, it, that I feel like precedes all embarrassing yeah. stories. Yeah. <laughs> so was- what's been your most fun role to play? Ooh. My most fun role, I've got to say... Um, was when I did this film called Fall Back Down a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a punk rock rom-com. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. 
right? So you can imagine uh, how fun that would be. And as a music yeah, yes. I, oh, absolutely. Right. I had no idea about, I had, I thought I knew what the punk genre was again. Yeah. My soul got slammed down and I got a lot of knowledge thrown on me because I just thought it was like kind of ragery music. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I got to learn that community so much more oh, wow. than awesome. such activists, but it was such a cool role because it was like, my character was an activist and, and was in that community. And so oh, cool. I got to like meet the coolest bands, like really awesome local talent. And the director actually cast a lot of people who were from that community. Real people. Oh, cool. Isn't that yeah. cool? And That's so- awesome. It was wild. I got to learn so much about that world and it was by far the funnest because everyone is just, and I think I took a lesson from that. They just appreciated and were so grateful to be living and breathing and just were so in the moment. Like everyone in that community just lives in the moment and lives for the day. And I think that really opened my eyes to a completely new way to live because we, oh, wow. like we were saying we can't plan anything anymore. And they never knew, and they were so happy and, you know, didn't need any materialistic things. And so it was, it was really fun being able to like explore that character. It was so fun. Punk rom-com, I mean, like. (laughs) Now in 2015, we got to interview Kelsey Ballerini Mm -hmm. um, before people pretty much knew who she was. Right. And I remember asking her um, where she wanted to be in five years. I always like to tell this story before I ask the guest that same question, where you want to be in five years. Because this girl knew where she was going. Oh, yeah. She was you spot know? on with and, and her The future. answer she oh. gave us is almost the T of what she's mm-hmm. living five years later. And it's so amazing to watch. So knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? I want to, I think in five, in five years, I'm going to, I'm going to have my, I'm going to have my own show where I'm going to also be part of the producing team because it's going to be telling my story as a first-generation South Asian Canadian and all of the tribes and tribulations and traditions that we're Mm -hmm. fighting for yet trying to find a way to pave our own path. I think that's kind of in the works. And I'm going to have a family. I want a family and I want want kids. And I, I feel like I want that. I want that soon. And so... I'm going to be like you guys. I'm going to come on and hang out. My kids will be here and we'll talk about that. Love that. <laughs> Love that. Be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So if the part, let's say that, you know, let's look 15 years down the road now. And let's say that you're a success on a grand scale, whatever that looks like for you, you're there. Okay. If the person you are today could meet your future successful self, what would you want to remind her? The person I am today could meet my future self. Yeah. What would you want to see? Everybody likes to go the other way when they ask what you're asking. I like like to go into the future. You know, I flip it around to be different. So, what would you? What would you tell your future self? (laughs) Stop taking things too seriously. (laughs) See those frown lines? That's because I'm stressed out about everything. Do you want any more? I don't think you do you're afraid of needles and you're not going to get any filler. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stop stressing out about things. We only have one life to live. I think I'd say that I, I whine, I give myself anxiety and I'm always in a tizzy for no reason. 
And I feel like I can always do <laughs> that. that too. I'm the same yeah. way. I get it. I'm the laid back person where so many times where life is happening. She goes, you're not worried. I'm like, it'll be what it'll be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and it's funny because we joke about this. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. But <laughs> the way he answered again at the time when I'm stressing. And what's funny is we, we watch yeah. these marriage sermons and stuff. And um, sometimes uh, the guy and girl be on there talking about the difference between a man brain and a woman brain. And, and, oh, and, yes. and, and, and they'll say that, you know, a man has this nothing part. A nothing box. A nothing box. And I'm like, and, and, and really? I can, there's a nothing box? And, and I'm like, yeah, well, we can just get sit down and go into that mode. And, and when you ask, what are we thinking about? And you say nothing. And we're right, and we and we honestly I'm are like, not. I'm like, that's impossible. <laughs> and, and and you know, and it's funny because she always thought I was lying to her. Yeah. And all these different marriage sermons that we I've watched have that. said that same yeah. thing. I'm like, see, I I have a nothing box apparently. I'm like, well, maybe it's true. <laughs> true. That's actually, you know what? That it's all starting to make sense. <laughs> yes, that does make. Actually, oh. <laughs> yeah. nothing box. I want a nothing box. I want one too. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, just be so great. On. <laughs> yeah. we, would, we would just be so. We would be in bliss mode all the time. <laughs> yeah. She has a couple questions too. Yeah. So, if you could go on vacation anywhere in the world, where would you want to go? Ooh. Anywhere in the world? Hmm. Yes. You know what? I've always wanted, besides being in like one of those really fancy bougie huts in Bali where you could just like walk out into the water, you know? Oh, we love those. Yes. <laughs> always <laughs> wanted to go to one of those. We like, want to be at Bora Bora. Bora Bora. The pictures Bora. look amazing. Yes. I totally want, right? Because you just want to yeah. I feel like, is it, is Bora Bora too perfect to be true? Right. That's what we've always wondered. <laughs> you and me both Maybe. always wondering that. And then I'd be like, why did we pick it when we got there? But I don't think so. I feel like it's got to be that perfect. Oh, yeah. We think so, too. Yeah. Bora Bora, I feel like for sure. I'm with you guys. I just want to be on that hut. I got to be basic like that and say it. It looks so peaceful, so beautiful there. It and hope that nobody swims under oh, the hut. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden you're looking down and like, okay, there's somebody That's under somebody my butt. Really, like, oh, <laughs> that would be awkward. <laughs> That'd be really awkward. You're was. probably not allowed to do that. Probably not. But you know, there's got to be people that probably take that chance and go oh, swim under. A hundred percent. You know, they do. Yeah. <laughs> that would be that. That I think that's where I've talked myself into it. I was going to say. East Africa too. I want to visit Tanzania or oh, wow. yeah, Kenya yeah. or yeah. See all the amazing wildlife there. Yes. Yeah. All right. And what would you like your legacy to be as an artist? What would you ultimately <laughs> like to be known for? Oh. Just I don't know, being kind. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I try. I really try. Like you know, we all do. But yeah, I think, and I think we were all probably raised and raised that way. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. We're all human and kindness goes a long way and saying please and thank you. And I hope a beautiful night just can make the world of a difference to someone. So it can. And I think social media has went the wrong way. A lot, a lot of issues, a lot more kindness. And speaking of social media, as you know, as a, as a young actress, um, (laughs) how do you handle um that side of it because as you know you've got so many trolls out there there's a lot of young women that are trying to move up whether it's an artist actress and all that and because a lot of times us men if we see something negative like no big deal we move on but what but with a lot of young women it's hard for them how do you handle it where if people comment in a negative way on your social media i honestly am still i'm still i i still deal with finding healthy way. I'm still in the process of dealing and figuring out what kind of healthy um, tool I can create for myself. I mean, you know, you just gotta, I do, I ignore it, but sometimes, sometimes it gets the best of me and I haven't yeah. Yeah. there yet to be quite honest with you. It's tough. Like I cry all the time. Wow. It gives me a lot of anxiety. And, and I wish people could hear that because I think yeah. that's, you know, yeah. that, you know, a lot of times these trolls get on social media and they're having fun and all that. And they don't yeah. really, and, and maybe some do do it just to be mean, but I think yeah. sometimes they don't realize the pain that they're causing that right. can be last years yeah. because, because yeah. so people so go through sad. so much pain through their life mm-hmm. and you're trying to deal with that pain. And then they kind of bring it up in a way to where they don't even realize that they just hit something from your past yeah. and then you snap. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it and and it just it triggers you, and I feel like as artists, we're all so empathetic, and we feel so much, and and then you take that on, you you t- I take it on. I'll speak for myself. I take it on as in like, oh no, what did I do to offend people? What did I do? Like I, you know, it's my fault that someone feels that way, and I'm still learning to realize that it's not, you know. If I put myself authentically out there, however someone's going to react is their prerogative and I have to just let it be and they're, they could be deflecting on me or not, but it's easier said than done. I'm still finding, I'm still trying to navigate it. Some days are better than others. Some days I just let it be. I put on my Teflon suit and I'm like, "Mm, nah, not my problem. But then some days it's like you said, things trigger you Mm -hmm. and I can't stop it. And I, I feel like really crappy about myself and, and then you just got to sleep it off. Honestly, I sleep off so many things. Mm -hmm. One thing I've learned is hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. That's right. That's really how, you know, like, you know, we get negative comments too. And and I I just remember that, that, because even men still have emotions, especially I probably got more emotions than she do sometimes. <laughs> you know, you could have a Hallmark commercial and I'm in tears. Yeah. Over. Yeah. Um, but again, at the same time, I think that when you realize, you know what, hurt people hurt people. And all they're doing is lashing out at you from their hurt. Yeah. Yeah, you're so right. And, and I think it's so important to remember that. And I have yeah. to put that on a sticky and keep it on my wall and just remember to go back to that and not take it on. Thank you for reminding me of that. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. It because it's true, you're right. And I don't know, it's tough. And I like and I'm also not the best at navigating social media stuff. I'm still learning, like I'm not fast on it. It takes me so long to mm-hmm. like 
be on the uptake of all of it. I'm so old school. Like I'd rather pick up the phone and call somebody. That's, um, a, that's yeah, me. That. Uh, yeah, in fact, they're, when I try to call somebody, they don't answer. They'll text me. So what you need? And, and I'm like, well, never mind. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not texting back and forth because so much can get be yeah. construed through that. You know, you can't show emotion through text. So, I, so yeah. I'm like, okay, if you can't talk to me on the phone, we'll talk later. We'll talk later. Yeah. I'm the same as you. And then also, it's just you can't keep up sometimes with some people. It just goes, and then you're it's lost and. I don't want to go mm -hmm. through the tunnel, like. Right. Yes, having to type paragraphs out. Paragraphs. Yeah, I'm. I'm like you. It's so much easier to pick up the phone. Plus, I love that human connection. So. Oh yeah. Oh yes. And social media is also really tough for me because I have to get over my own humps and hums and haws and anxiety about that as well. So when you add all the trolling on, uh, it just uh, makes you feel. I don't know. It's. But you know what? It's like you said, hurt people, hurt people, and it's not on us. And you got to right. be gracious and wish them well. And that's what I've been trying to do. I mean, I hope you feel better about, you know, your morning. But that can also then be like misconstrued. This is the thing. You're right. The, the texting thing. Everyone's taking things out of context these days. Oh, everyone is. Some yeah. People I, are I, you know, very I was texting with somebody a few months ago and I text somebody and I can't remember what, what was, what I text, but I remember they coming back. Well, well, if you want to be that way, I'm like, what do you mean if I want to be that way? You know? yeah, I'm like, what are you talking about? I was answering the text. Yeah, See, exactly. Again, it's one of them things where if we're on the phone, you hear my voice, yeah. you can know, know the tone. Because because I, I don't care what people say, mo m you know, most arguments in marriage and in friendships and relationships are based on tone. Yeah, body language and tone. Body language and tone. 100%. And yeah. then, and tone comes from your past experiences, Absolutely. you know, because you're seeing, you, you know, two people can see the same situation and they see it differently because of their past, what they've went through. Exactly. So, yeah, their experiences. You know, so it's not that they're wrong and it's not that you're right. It's that both of you see it different. Ex that's exactly it. And, and that's why it's your perspective and their perspective. That's why that's perspectives a thing you're you're absolutely right i have this conversation all the time with my partner because we speak so differently and i'm sure you've both have experienced that our our not only love languages but just it, what's funny is our love language is the same are they the, yeah. the same one time. of the few couples and uh, quality time oh, no. and what's funny is we've been a 24 7 couple since the day we married there you so, go yeah so that you part works persons <laughs> See, and that's wonderful for me. It's no, no. <laughs> Whereas I need like words of affirmation and quality time. And, right. um, you know, Tristan, I think needs like, what is it? Um, affection or, and, uh, uh, yes. yeah, like he, you know, that's just how he speaks. And so yeah. tone is such a big thing. We, we it get is. all the time with tone and then he's an artist too. So we're also both sensitive. Uh, okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you know, where it's just it becomes like a sensitive ball of emotional tone. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, you can take the same sentence and say yeah. it one way, and, yeah. and it could be something positive, and then the, and the same sentence in another way, say it same sentence. Yeah, it could be a negative, sarcastic thing. It's true. It, it, yeah. All because of tone. Yeah. 
all because of cho- using an emoji or not using an emoji. I feel like that's <laughs> kind of how it equates because he's yeah. very yeah. logical, just says it, let's get it done, where I'm like, why was there no exclamation mark? Are you mad at me? Where's my emoji? Love that. So as we come to a close here, let's say you had a friend of yours and you and you watched him or her act and they got something special, but they've been in maybe couple commercials, maybe played one small role in a TV show. So they're still getting their feet wet, but yeah. they're out there. They're trying. What advice would you give that specific person? Because they come to you and they say, I know I'm supposed to do this. What would you tell that person to help guide them the next couple of years? I think I'd say. I think I'd say, say yes to everything and don't compare your journey to someone else's because if you truly know this is what you want to do you're going to do it you're just going to do it on your own timeline and it's going to happen for you when it's supposed to happen and when you're ready and it's going to happen by you not inflating your ego and saying yes to everything because the most magical experiences comes from the ones you least expect I think I'd say that. Love that. So as we come to a close here, tell everybody how they can find you. Yes, please do. Yeah. Oh, you can. Well, you can find me um, at Adila Dosani on Instagram and Twitter. I don't know how to do TikTok. That's not. (laughs) We've got a TikTok account, but I've never used it. I keep saying, I keep saying, no, we just got to do something just to see. (laughs) Eventually, I mean, we've always taken faith things. I guess we're going to have to just, you know what? Let's just do something. (laughs) You can't dance, but we'll figure something else out. Okay. I think you should. I think that would be wonderful. I would, I would create an account and follow you. I'm Twitter. I don't even, I didn't know that on Twitter, you could send direct messages to people. Yeah. I well, I had an inbox full of. I had no idea. I so <laughs> this, this I'm wait. I'm like that. I'm just call me. That's it. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. And, you know, we really enjoyed having you on the show today. Yes. We look forward to having you back for um, updates. Yes, yeah. I did love that. I so had such a wonderful time. Thank you for just being so raw and real and you know, chatting. like That's what we want to hear because, you know, when we started the show, that was the, you know, if I got to be one in the ask a question, you answer, I ask a question, you answer, then I'll quit. I'm a conversationalist. I want the conversation. I want the rawness. That's why we always do live because that way the guest knows, okay, we are live. There's no editing here. (laughs) I mean, our lives are unedited and they get messy and weird and they ain't perfect. There's no filter on that. So I love that you guys do that and don't edit through things. It's the best way. Love it. Yeah, I love it. And please say bye to Christopher for me. He was so fun. We will. Yes, we will. He's got to try that pineapple. (laughs) Yeah, we'll make sure of that. All right. Yeah.